Hello. Today, I am presenting to you the rest of my session with John Chick. We were together for over six hours, and that's just way too much for anybody. And plus, he played me a lot of bullshit that I ended up editing out, so you didn't have to sit through it. But he also played a lot of really good material, and we had some really good conversation. So here is the remainder of that, the last two hours or so edited down. Uh, and I decided to put this together because, strangely enough, the episode I did with John is the most downloaded episode so far, by quite a bit, actually. So I thought I'd put this out there and see if people liked this as well. Uh, you can tell by the end that uh, we're a few beers in, so bear with us. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoy. you answer a question okay the song has nothing to do with the question as far as i can tell but maybe you will draw some kind of crazy parallel all right but all that bullshit you were just talking about made me think about it so i'm going to ask you this question while playing this extremely underrated band Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to literally push play on this and then ask you a question. Okay. Good to go. Okay, here it is. Here's the record. Okay. Okay. So I can't remember what made me think of this, but there's a couple things that made me think of Kiss. Mm. that you're talking about. Mhm. What is your opinion of Kiss? I, my opinion of Kiss, um, I have one song that I think of when I think of Kiss. And my parents divorced when I was five. Five? Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. when I was five years old. And my dad met a woman who, I can't remember her name. He had many girlfriends. He's never remarried since then. But he, the, one of his first girlfriends after the divorce, I remember going to her house somewhere in Portland. I don't remember where. And on their turntable, they played Beth over and over again, which is a Kiss ballad. And I remember that was like a really nice song, Beth. Beth Hmm. by Kiss. And that's all I know of Kiss is the song Beth. Really? And I associate that with my dad's relationship after he divorced my mom. That doesn't sound like a very good correlation it's not a bad correlation i mean i went through many upheavals in the family life growing up um that was the first of them of the many upheavals but i it's not a it's not like a traumatic thing necessarily it's more just like a document on the road of the many strange things that happened growing up right and that makes beth, sense beth was the beth was the soundtrack or the and we went to hawaii with my dad and this girl i don't remember her name this woman I should was say her girl. name 
Beth? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> she used to have a name. I don't remember what it is anymore. I'm pretty sure she still has a name. Unless she's dead. Well, I guess when you're dead... Even you then, still... you still have a name. Right. But then it's just not associated with a corporeal... It just... still is. I mean... Well, yeah, yeah. Associated with the grass and the trees and stuff rather than... I guess. Or, or the worms. Yeah. Or, or the worms. Or the worms. Whatever. Yeah. I don't remember her name. What was her name? Beth. Yes. Beth. The yeah. one they wrote the song about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. She was... Before she met my dad, she was girlfriend of uh, Long Tongue Man. Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good old Gene. Good old Long Tongue Man. Yeah. Um, the... The snaky man, the long winder. The winder man. The, yes. The, 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 the constrictor. Genie Simmons. Good old man. Good yeah. old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, I mean, obviously you know more than just that. I don't, actually. I don't no, know. You, you know, like... I know about Kiss. I don't I mean, give a shit about Kiss. You, you know, like... Party all night, rock all day, or whatever that. Oh yeah, shit I know is. that song. I do. I do. My my knowledge of Kiss is Gene Simmons' tongue being long, yeah, and their most absolutely most popular songs, and Beth. That's it. I don't know shit about them. I don't really. It's not that I'm against them. I just don't care to know about them. I don't. I don't care. So explain your three Kiss tattoos. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I just don't have any, I don't have any standards for what goes on my ass and they're all there. You know, I, I just put whatever, whatever I want goes, I mean, whatever I don't want goes there. So it's like pretty much, it's, it's just a, it's just a, a map of bad decisions. Right. It's, a, it's that plastic splitter that I have. Exactly. Yes. Well, you know, the last decision I made that had to do with my own ass was a, was a shit splitter. <laughs> it's just so you can count the rings to find out how many I how many days old you I, are. I always lose track of how old I am, and I have to count the rings in my poo. It so, makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes I count the corn. Yeah. To see how many years I am. Well, the corn is more subjective. It's kind of like it's more of a ambient version of your of your age rather than a, a literal version so you count the corn it's kind of like you know reading tea leaves or something it's more mystical with the rings it's more scientific you know did you say ambient or ambient both it's it's ambient ambient it's it's ambient ambient uh, you 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 count the kernels of corn in your poo to Get a feeling for how old you are, rather than a yeah. That makes sense number. to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If there's, it's really, really crowded with corn. You're old. Have you ever found like a giant, like ginormous number of like wriggling worms <laughs> in your poo? I usually find uh, uh, blood. I usually find blood clusters. Blood clusters. <laughs> wow. What what constitutes a cluster, though? Well, it's it's more than a scab, and um, it's it's kind of like a collection of scabs that have accumulated into a, a larger <laughs> cluster. Wow. And what causes this? Is this like uh, some kind of like um, 
Randy like, Rhodes, you know, it's kind more, of like it's more like syndrome. When when I when I'm a middle-aged man sledding on very hard roads, you know, in the in the depth of winter, you know, and I usually rupture something in my intestinal tract, <laughs> and I just and I just blow out large like. Really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure what you're talking about. Uh, you know, it's 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 typically when I uh, when I'm engaged in some sort of um, winter sport and um, like and golden I- showers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, that's uh, typically what happens when I uh, um, I'm hemorrhaging blood from my anus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the question. So what kind of sports do you engage in when you're hemorrhaging blood out of your anus? Usually tennis. Tennis? Winter tennis. Is it tennis or ten-anus? Ten-anus. Tennis. Tonight, ten-anus. It's when I'm playing tennis. Tennis. Yeah. Okay, so you may not know it, but you're listening to one of the finest black metal re- records to ever be made. I didn't know that. But most people don't even know about it. Tell me about it. Um, it's from 1996. Okay. It's another one of those things. You write anything on your computer, this is you need this is the segue that I love, right here. All day, every day, and Grammarly makes my writing better. Grammarly. As a student, yeah. I like. Oh no, it's back. Starting again or? Nope. Okay. Next new, song. New song. Okay. Okay. What is it? So much like Pandemonium. This is a band with people that were in much more popular bands. And this dude was like, I'm going to do this other thing and see what happens. And I think this band did, I think they made, they made at least two, maybe even three records. And in my opinion, oh wait, they made Three records. This is the only one I really like. This is the first one. And this one has like this certain feel to it that for me was just perfect. Like 1996, it just, it totally encapsulates that like mid 90s, like post black metal feel. Yeah. Before Norway got like super crazy. Like this is very Swedish. But it's got like the, it, it's got like the over the top keyboards, like the over the top melodies, but it's, yeah. it's very much got the black metal uh, backbone. Yeah. But this guy is one of the most popular, I'm not sure how to, how to call it really, but he's, he's like one of the most popular like metal musicians in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And he decided to like do this like offshoot thing, and this record's phenomenal. But his main band is one of my favorite bands. Well, top ten of all time for sure. Who are they? This guy, his name is he goes by Blackheim. Um, his main band is Catatonia. I've heard of Catatonia at least. Catatonia is mind-blowingly amazing. This is his little offshoot called Diabolical Masquerade. 
And this is their first album called Raven Dusk in My Heart. I'm digging it, man. From 96. And it is so good. And the great thing is all the song titles are named after him. What do you mean? So let me read you some song titles here. If I can if I can pull them up. Yeah. So he goes by the name of Blackheim. Yeah. The song title. Track number one. The Castle of Blackheim. <laughs> Track number two. Blackheim's quest to bring back the stolen autumn. Track three. Beyond the Spiritual Moon. Four. The Sphere in Blackheim's Shrine. Blackheim's Forest Kept the Seasons Forever. Blackheim's Hunt for Nocturnal Grace. What's he after? What's he doing? I don't know. Dan Swano, the guy I mentioned earlier, Pandemonium, he did all the drum programming for this. This is all a drum machine. No shit. Yeah, he did all the drum programming. Did a good job, man. Yep. It's it's a great record. It's it's one of those things that just like totally flew under the radar. Yeah. Not very many people know about it. Like people love Blackheim. Like Catatonia is fucking huge, especially mm-hmm. in Sweden. Like they're everywhere. But this record and this band like very much flew under the radar. But there's something about this is like so perfect for me. Like I love this record. Keep it going. I love the feathery um, splash on program drums. Yeah. yeah. You can hear it. It's like... Yeah. So soft. It's always soft. Never a harsh sound. It makes... It works for this rec... It works for the music, though. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna turn this to you so you can not only see the cover, but play something. Yeah, man, I'm gonna play something, what I feel is extreme, which isn't the same thing as you feel is extreme. Um, like, well, like more than words? Ex- exactly. It just sounds in a little studio with a black and white film. Um, Okay. Oh, f- shit. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to no, that's stop fine. in the middle. I was going to say, uh, my good friend Ramin, if you happen to be listening to this, if you don't know Diabolical Masquerade, you should listen to Raven Dusk in my heart. Okay. I'm digging- that's, that's my homework assignment for you, Ramin. Raven, you're talking to your buddy right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ramin. Raven uh-huh. Dusk in my heart. Diabolical Masquerade. Check it out.
almost reminds me of the Pixies. Yeah. Same era, kind of Yeah. It's a uh, Bob Mold sugar. I was gonna say, like, it's gonna be something like sugar or Bob Mold. He's one of my idols. Yeah. Yeah. This album, The Beaster, it's it's just unhinged Bob Mold. It's like everything. It's an EP, but good God, it's like it just completely possessed me for a long time, man. It's all I want to listen to. Just cranked up as high as possible. There's so much sound in here that's like uncontrolled. It's like this is like the more restrained version, a restrained song on this album. It's just like so overpowering, <clears throat> overpoweringly huge. To me. Yeah. Did you ever get into Sunny Day Real Estate? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not the pink album, but the one before that with little Lego characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good, man. It was, uh, yeah. it was a pretty sweet album. Bob Mold, man. I've got a couple idols in my life. Bob Mold's one of my idols, like songwriting idols. I, I mean, yeah. I've seen stuff. He's done stuff over the last 10 years, maybe seven years, something like that I don't connect with. But I've never connected with someone as intensely as as his music, man. Like his, especially solo stuff. Like Who's Do, I like him, and you've talked, you know, I've talked about that. But Bob Mold, like the first like three or four albums he did after Who's Do, for whatever reason they just overtook me, and I just couldn't think about anything else. Yeah, like, they just like everything else was white, and it was like. I have to listen to more of this. And after a while, it started to fade. Like, like, not, not, not these albums, but the stuff he did after this. I was like, okay, I get it, and I'm not into it. But it just like, it just occupied my mind forever. Um, especially this album, man. Just like the rage and the fucking fury behind it, man, just destroyed yeah. me. Man. I fucking loved it. I always wanted to do that. Just to, he's so good. When on in life, it just opens up, just, you know. Yeah, it's a talent, man. I mean, look at that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, he's just like. This is the concert I saw in high school or college at um, La Luna, which was the Pine Street Theater. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a venue anymore in Portland. But yeah, I saw the Beaster tour this this album, and he was wearing a knee-length T-shirt with Christ crucified on it. Just oh just yeah, bloody, you mentioned that to me before. This yeah. bloody crucifixion scene, and he was looking shitty, man. It was fucking pitch black in there. I told you about this. I'd eaten all the spaghetti with hot sauce in it before oh, yeah. the show, <laughs> and I got in the palm mosh pit. I was like, burp, burp. It was a horrible, horrible concert. But I'll never forget it. It was like, oop. There you go. Bob Mold. John's okay. Idol. I'm going to have to, yeah. I, I've been struggling with, with Husker Du. I know, man. That's, that's you know what? I, I, I've said this before, not to over overdo it, but. Husker Du, from a production standpoint, is a fucking hard sell, man. Like, yeah. And I'm not talking about songwriting. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about production. Like, their drummer or the way they produce their drums is so weird. 
Like I know you listen to a lot of black metal with which has like you know novices like, behind the boards, but yeah, like no production whatsoever. Like goddamn, their drummer's like is so bad. He's a yeah. good drummer, but I I don't know how to describe it. Like <laughs> people try and defend it, and it's impossible to defend. It's like they're so not in the pocket. It's like ambient drums over the top of everything else. Yeah. I don't know, like, but, but I I liked that, so I should explore Beaster. Be- Beaster's a six. It's six songs. It's impossible not to dig. I I think for extreme someone who's into extreme music, that that is an extreme album, and it's it's over before you know it started. So even yeah. if you're not into it, it's over pretty quickly. Right. You know, uh, that and Copper Blue, those those two albums from Sugar are amazing. After that, you know, they did another album. It's not that good. Um, and before Sugar is Solo Bob Mold. First one's called Workbook, and it's it's uh, kind of acoustic stuff for the most part. It's good. It's a little bit sterile sounding. And then there's Black Sheets of Rain, which is uh, really strange. I, I mentioned this before. It sounds like the bass is recorded in one room, and everything's right. recorded in different rooms. So he's got a really he's he's a, from all accounts he's a super um, controlling producer. Like he doesn't. Everything is completely according to his vision. And uh, I guess I respect that. And that I, I like that he possesses like the complete picture of everything he wants to represent. Uh, and I guess I have to accept that, even though I kind of resent it in some ways. I'm like, dude, it could have been so much better if yeah. you let someone else do it. Yeah. But good for you. You know, right. You you owned it, you delivered it. And that's what people adore about you, you know? So, yeah, that's true. So it's, it's just kind of those things. It's like you listen to it for all its faults, but that's the thing is like, it's like records that are perfect by, by most standards are usually so boring. Yeah. You know, they're perfectly produced and there's no flaws, you know, it's like you listen to it and you're like, it doesn't, get traction in my brain it flows right through it it goes from here to here and it goes out and i don't remember any of it if there's some weird shit in there that it's almost accidental it has like it can gain purchase in my brain it, like it it disrupts what my expectations are yeah especially mm-hmm. if it's accidental it's like right uh, we fucked up and the album sounds weird it's like oh good because yeah. It sticks with my something unique, something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's all premeditated or it's like so smooth. It's like, it just goes in and out and it's gone. You know, I mean, (laughs) I, I want one, one, um, one thing that kind of was a hallmark of growing up for me at my dad's house was Rolling Stone magazine Mm -hmm. in the nineties. So I just read it for the articles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not for the pictures of uh, of Eddie Vedder, right? Just the the, the big hold the centerfolds of Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Of, yeah, just like flexing his tits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad. My dad got, had a subscription to Rolling Stone throughout the late '80s and all the '90s, and even into the early 2000s. And you know, my dad was like a you know pretty pretty big Republican guy. Um, but he had like kind of a, from a social perspective, he had like a, a large appreciation for like American music and whatnot and, uh, pop music and rock music. And I got a lot of my ideas for what I wanted to hear from just going to his house and listening to, or reading Rolling Stone 
and looking for all the three and four star reviews and even five star reviews on Rolling Stone, which is just like, you look at it now and you're like, Oh God, uh, whatever. I don't know what my guide was there, but yeah, you know, there was, there was albums that were super life changing for me. You look back at them, they're like badly dated, you know, but it was, it was for me, it was like rolling stone, you know, and I, I, that's just my legacy, I guess, growing up. But like, what was when in high school, I was like all into, um, like neo hippie shit, like, you know, or, or Grateful Dead related shit, like, uh, new riders of the purple sage Mm -hmm. or Robert Hunter. My brother was a big deadhead, so I I would I would I idolized my brother, so I wouldn't listen to the Grateful Dead, but I listened to everything related to the Grateful Dead. Right. So Kingfish. Kingfish, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quicksilver Messenger Service, mm-hmm. um, things like that, and and but I wouldn't listen to the Dead because my brother was into that, you know. So I wouldn't touch that. That was that was his territory, and and then. Um, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that exactly. Uh, yes. If you forgot, it must have been a lie. It was a lie. Nothing in my brain is untrue. Um, There's something I was going for there. I can't remember. I've had four beers, so... you, you Four? Can, yeah, this is my fourth. Or my third and fourth right here. Oh my gosh! I blame you. You can't you get your, you can't get your guests drunk because I had something profound to say, and your you and yeah. your willingness to get your guests drunk has definitely undercut your ability to have an effective podcast. I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. I'm going to play this song. Okay. Because. Yeah. Every time you and I hang out. Yeah. Not every time, but often when we hang out, I think of this band because I think this could be something that John really likes. And I'm pretty sure you don't know this band, but at the same time, I'm like, this could, this could really hit John right. Or he could just like totally discredit it. Let's check it out. But they're one of my absolute favorites. Okay. But they're very controversial. Right. A lot of people, like, people are like, they're into the style or like either like, oh my God, like these guys are the best or these guys are the worst. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. Ready. Dude, these guys are so fucking good.
Jesus Christ, who is this man? He's good. For like San Francisco, like Bay Area thrash. Yeah. For me, the hierarchy is kind of like. I don't know. It's 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 very amorphous. Like this band, for me, is like so much better than a lot of those bands. I'm fucking loving this. Whatever it is, you can tell me afterwards if you want to. This is their second record. I'm loving everything about this. The guitarist went on to form a very popular band. Suicidal tendencies. No. Nope. Not even. The guitarist went on to form a band that's was really popular. I guess they're still popular. The people the thing that is very divisive is the vocalist. A lot of people really hate the vocals. Dude, that's what I'm loving about it. But listen to these riffs, man. Yeah. The riffs are incredible, but the voice is what I love. Oh so yeah. It's on top of it. It's yeah. just like so unique too. One of those Bay Area thrash bands that they were like maybe second or like third level. They were never like Metallica or Exodus or anything like that, but I always liked them more than a lot of those bands. I mean, obviously they're no Metallica, they're no Slayer, but still, like... I love those dry vocals though, man. Like, just dry right on top. Just totally. Riding the wave there. so good that was amazing yeah who was that so the band is called violence mm-hmm. and it's v-i-o v-i-o hyphen l-e-n-c-e so the word with the separation of a right violence yes that's okay. from their second record called oppressing the masses and yeah. that track was called world in a world and they were barrier thrash kind of flew under the radar yeah. a bunch but they had i think they only had two records the first one was called eternal nightmare and like i said that one is off of oppressing the masses and just like fucking like for me a plus like thrash Dude. i love the vocals the riffs are amazing yeah the guitarist after violence broke up the guitarist went on to form machine head which I always think of Deep Purple. Of course, that's yeah. what it's named after. But Machine Head has, it's not real good, but they're mm-hmm. still around. They've been around for, I mean, since violence broke up. I they've remember. been around for like forever. Yeah. 
So like Rob Flynn is the dude from violence that started machine head and they've been around ever since, but that the violent shit is so good. It's awesome. Dude, I was digging that. All right. I'm just going to pre-associate here. Yeah. Do it for, for general, just awesome. Um, intensity. So this is a band that, uh, I got into right on, man. Thank you. This is a band that I got into, um, this via this month kind of sucks if you want to try it. Oh, yeah, let's try that. I've been drinking this song. Uh, that I got into um, in college um, when I had my radio show. We get all these like free CDs and stuff in, you know, and we just test stuff out. And I didn't know anything about him. And my, my buddy Jeff, whose cousin is, we've talked about this at length, but his cousin is a big fan of Agalock, your old band. Um, Paul. Aga what? Aga. Oh, Paul, Paul Stolp. Paul Stolp. Okay, so not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but yeah, Paul is amazing. Yeah. Every time I release anything, he buys it right away. Yep. Even on Bandcamp, if I like do like some digital single on Bandcamp, yep. he's the first to buy it. Yeah. He has he's purchased everything I've been a part of probably twice. Yeah. Like on different formats and yeah, I mean, I, and I've met him a few times. He always, got, you know, came to Agalock shows, and yeah. that was always a weird, weird coincidence with us. It's totally strange. He, like, I knew him from my friend Michael Smith. Yeah, and then I knew you, and then you were talking about Paul, and I was like, wait a second, like, there's like this. My weird... good buddy Jeff, who's like one of my best friends. He was my college roommate, and his name is Jeff Wallen, and he's from Chewila, Washington. This little town up in northern Washington. Real. It's a real town. And Jeff and I went to school together when we were housemates. And we've be, he lives near me now, and we still hang out every week um, for watch. We like to watch crazy-ass extreme movies. That's kind of our thing. With every like, week? Horror, every week. Every week he comes over, we watch some crazy-ass movie. Um, he's, <clears throat> he's my housemate, best buddy. His cousin is Paul Stolp, and they okay. both grew up in Chewila, Washington. That's not a real place. It is a real place. <laughs> Jeff's dad was a lumberjack. <clears throat> and uh, Jeff is an artist. He's an amazing glass artist in Portland. And uh, he designed the cover of our first album in my band. Oh, uh, nice. Samarono. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, that's one of his glass pieces that we took a photo of and then put on the cover. And I hang out with him and his family is one, my family, essentially. We're like very tight. And his cousin is Paul and Paul, when he comes down from Seattle with his wife, Susan, and their kids, mm-hmm. um, Paul and Jeff and I will get together and watch f- crazy ass horror movies together. We'll like, that's like kind of our thing. That's so funny. Cause every now and then I see Paul, he yeah. comes down to Portland and goes to record, like record shopping and yeah. stuff. And he, he'll post it. And yeah. 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 He and Jeff go out record shopping. I've been, I, I think I've been out with him a couple of times, but we've put together a couple like music, or uh, video uh, nights where we're the three of us get together and drink beer and watch. That's awesome. awesome. Italian horror and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a really cool connection. Um, but uh, Jeff and I had a radio show together in senior year of college. And uh, Jeff brought all to my life, brought all this amazing music that I wasn't familiar with. Cause when he was in Chewila, he was hungry for Seattle music. He That's was not hung- a real place. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's actually just a big just a landscape of fake fur. 
just like as far as the eye can see just like that makes just, sense yeah just fur animal because you said it's called chihuahua it's like chinchilla right or chihuahua chihuahua right yeah the glass artist of course yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah yeah although jeff doesn't like chihuahua very much he's a little bit too mainstream i don't really like chihuahua too much he's kind of a piece of well he brought a lot of note but he brought a lot of attention to it anyway i preferred his demos <laughs> this first album is really good yeah the chihuahua demos were the yeah, best I, after that he's i preferred him. beethoven's first singer exactly yeah um, so Jeff and our housemates, and then we had a radio show together, and we get these albums sent to you know sent to the station. And Jeff's now wife, then girlfriend, was the um, director of the of the of the station, and uh, the the like the creative director. Anyway, we get all these albums and and CDs sent to us by different labels and whatnot. And this, Jeff brought. I I came into college with a a, a real deep appreciation for. And forgive me, but neo hippie shit from the nineties, widespread panic, mm. fish. Mm. But I was also branching off into other shit. By the time I got to college, I was branching off into all kinds of crazy shit. Public Enemy, loved Elvis Costello. I loved. I, I just started my head started to explode senior year of college or or, or or high school before I went to college. It started to you know, just start to get bored of the shit I was listening to. I went and saw Leonard Skinnerd at the, at the, uh, civic auditorium in Portland. Yeah. I saw the Almond brothers with blues traveler. Oh, booze traveler. Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? I was a college kid. I was a high school kid, whatever. I was just into what I was into. I got into college and for whatever reason, I gravitated towards this dude who's into like um, <clears throat> skinny puppy and uh, and ministry and yeah. Sonic Youth and yeah. uh, Swans. And then we got a radio show together. And so we had this radio show, which was like, <clears throat> I still have tapes of this. Widespread Panic followed by ministry, followed by fish, followed by um <clears throat> um uh you know uh fucking what am i trying to think of here love and rockets followed by you know just it was just like this weird mix and but we were just buddies we didn't give a shit we're just like who cares right. mm -hmm. let's just play whatever we want to hear tom waits he got me really tom waits anyway there's certain bands that we both discovered at the same time that seemed to cover everything that we wanted from a band you know i think even in some ways he I think Jeff Jeff's taste was better than mine. Just <laughs> say that he had <laughs> he had cooler taste than I did. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that he kind of like gravitated towards some of the weirder like improvisational stuff I was into, like hippie even hippie stuff, and I was into the more punk rock kind of dark, dirty, weird ass shit that he was into. We'd watch like really weird films together and shit like that, like that. Liquid Sky that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. we saw that. We I think we dropped acid and watched that at, in college. Um, but anyway, this band. Kiss. Uh, Kiss. Um, um, played the song uh, Here Come the Rome Plows. And uh, this song... Uh, That's interesting. Blew my mind. 
fucking love this. Holy shit, I love this. Okay, that's out, man. You didn't say who this was, did you? I played at our um, parties before that. Really? A little bit, not a lot. That sounds like a female vocalist. No? That's totally a woman singing. got to see them live, man. I just saw no. I just saw them like two months ago at the, at the Star Theater. Not this band, but the next band after this, guys. But, I'll tell you. It's so good. I saw this band a year ago in San Francisco and then in, San, in Seattle on the same tour. Incredible. I remember you talking about this, but I can't place who it is. Get anything, get this album. It just makes me fucking so happy. There's no way that's not a female. It's absolutely a male. Love this. The whole album is amazing. Start to finish. Incredible. Drive like Jehu. I saw Hot Snakes. Hot Snakes last month at the Star Theater. More concise version of this band, same guys though. I okay. mean, same two amazing songwriters. Dude, this is. This is so good. This is way up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. 
Diego. San Diego based. Okay. That explains the anger, like all that, like awesome weather all and the jarheads. Jarhead. Oh yeah, the jarheads. Huge marine. Totally. And then a fucking gnarly punk rock scene down there. I was being sarcastic, and you went real. <laughs> My brother lived down there. I went. There's a great record store down there. Um, that we used to go to a lot, and uh, there was always posters of these guys on the walls. So they're kind of a national, uh, local pride. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Dude, this is really good. It kind of reminds me of like Fugazi if they got like really into like experimental, like weird song structures. Super yeah, if they got into like uh, De Cruzen or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oops, I'm gonna play one more tune by uh, by Hot Snakes just to kind of. Um, I don't like that band name, Hot Snakes. It's, it's, it's hot poo after a night of whiskey drinking. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, but listen to this tune, though, please. And uh, different, different. I, the first time I saw them was at Bossa Nova in Portland. I've seen them recently. Good Lord, can I type? I'm sorry. Am I, am I, am I destroying the vibe of your show? John's destroying the vibe of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Except see. for the laugh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Think. My favorite song by Hot Snakes is Think About Carbs. here too yeah the song makes me like laugh and hateful like glee about hard panning yeah <laughs> about talk shows and I'm not sure what's going on in a song called Think About Carbs, but think really hard about it, though. <laughs> I'm thinking about carbs right now. <laughs> I 
They're coming out of the album, new album in spring. The Hustings. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and, uh, and if I can get you to go, you should, man. Fuck it, I just saw him at Star Theater like three weeks ago, and I've seen Hot Snakes like four times before. I've seen Drive Like J.H.U. Twi- th- twice or three times now, and this just they just don't suck ever. They're like so fucking good and so committed to just like just pushing the sound out there. It's just so good, man. I've never seen them suck. And that's all I can say, man. It's like, if you can see either iteration, hot snakes or drive like Jehu, they have a bunch of other bands they've spun off into over the years. There's the obits and there's mm-hmm. night marchers and there's sultans and there's all these different San Diego little punk bands that they've kind of started and ended. But those two bands, man, it's like, if you can see them live, it, it, it's just can just, but just, I, yeah that's all I can say it's like yeah. so fucking good man like I left that show like three weeks ago just like thank god you know do you ever go to a show where you're like I don't like music anymore that must be what happened that must be what happened yeah but, but is it I'd, me I'd say I'd say more the opposite yeah. where it's like oh my god like music is so powerful mm-hmm. like it's often what, well, not often, but you know, I do go to shows where I'm like, I feel like it puts me in my place. Yeah. Where it's, you know, like, oh my gosh, like this can be so much more. Right. Than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But it's never a situation where I'm like, this makes me want to like stop or it's more like this is what everything should be like. This is what everybody should be striving for. Yeah. Um, admittedly it's been a while since I've seen a show like that, but King gizzard and lizard wizard, like good shit. Right. I heard that was great. God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're just like consistently, consistently good. Yeah. And I'm worried about getting flawless. I'm worried about getting into them because it's like, Suddenly, I have eight albums to buy. No, you, know? you have more than that. Yeah, <laughs> they have three records this year. I, know, I saw that. And they're releasing them for free on yeah, the internet. The, the new one is free. Yeah, but of course, it's also free to press. So any label can press it for like they don't. Even, they don't even have to tell the band. They can just press it. So there's like this this black metal label that's pressing it. There's no like shit. Other, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. No way. It's like literally they said, here's the masters. Take them. Take them. It's, it's yours. It's your record. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's beautiful in a way. It's it like, is beautiful. But yeah. it's on Spotify now. Yeah. But it's it has not been released yet. Mm-hmm. But there are multiple labels that are releasing it because it's literally free for them to release. That's crazy. And they're like, <laughs> it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty big band right now. Right. So I think for any label, it's probably a pretty good investment. Right. Because they don't, like, King Gizzard doesn't even want to know yeah. if you release it. You don't want the money. It's yours. Go. Yeah. So yeah. here, here's here's the sick thing. So... This is the third record they've released this year since June. June, is that right? Yeah, since June. Third record they've released since June. 
the first one this year was great. Mm. Second one was great, but in a different way, like still like didn't quite, I mean, it's good. I like it. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't hit in the same way. Yeah. The new one they released. That's like anybody can download for free. It's fucking amazing. Really? So great. This most recent one. The most recent one. Okay. This like kind of out, but kind of not crazy. You can't buy a physical copy, but it's like, you can just download the fucking masters. Yeah. If you want to, it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Cool, man. So how do they do that? So they've got three records out this year, plus they're touring nonstop. Right. And they're not phoning this shit in. I mean, each record is like way different than the other one. It's all like really interesting, intriguing stuff. Yeah. How do they have the time, inspiration, slash money to be... Yeah, they've, they've played in Portland. It's an Australian band. They've played in Portland... Twice in the last year. That's crazy. You know, yeah. it's it's insane. But they're huge too. I mean, they they become huge. It's almost recently. like they become huge through just like just brute force. It's like I don't care. So it seems like fuck you. I'm just gonna continue. I'm talented. I have ideas. I want to express mm-hmm. them, and I'm not gonna worry about. Uh, barriers to right expression. I'm just well, gonna just get it out there as the, much as possible. The last podcast yeah. with Marty, yeah, I played one of their songs because I knew that Marty hated them, and so I just put it on, and he's like, "Man, this is killer! Mm-hmm. Wow, I really like this. What is this? This is really crazy, <laughs> man. This is heavy." And, and then he was like, "Wait." Is this King Gizzard? He's like, <laughs> if this is King Gizzard, I'm going to hate myself. And I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a little bit later, he's like, this is King Gizzard, isn't it? And it's like, yes, it is. And he's like, fuck, this is so good. What did he not like about him? Um, they have a couple tracks here and there that are kind of more radio friendly that I think okay. people kind of hear first. Right. And they do have they do, do have a few moments for me that are kind of miss, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still like, man, I'm obsessed with that band. Like they're so fucking great. I got to get into them, man. Cause if you like them and Casey likes them, I feel like that is the perfect, like, like confluence of, cause I love your taste in music. I love Casey's taste in music. I don't, I obviously don't respond as, you know, completely to everything you like and Casey likes, but there's like a heaviness and mm-hmm. a and a and a wildness to the both the, the 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 vision you guys both have that I respond to you know it's like that's well, cool it's so and I've easy. heard it it's yeah. so easy to delve into it yeah. YouTube Spotify just I, I know I almost don't want to I'm almost like I'm just gonna get a record it's got a beginning and an end well okay so here's the other thing is I came into them a year two years ago. Mm-hmm. And my introduction was Nonagon Infinity. So in my mind, that was their first record. Yeah. And then after Nonagon, it was Microtonal Flying Banana. After that, it was Murder of the Universe, which is their first this year. After that, it was, you know, like all these records they've released this year. Mm -hmm. But then if you really delve into it, they've got like five or six records before that one. Mm -hmm. So... Now I've been delving into the stuff before Nonagon, and 
all that stuff's great too. So, I mean, what are you gonna do, man? There's just so much stuff. I I am gonna play something now. It's it's this is a bad decision. Do it then. Okay. Is it kiss? <laughs> something that you were reminded of from what we're talking about or kind of
have no idea what this is. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you're, you're sorry I don't know what it is? No. Damn you. <laughs> it's pretty good though, right? What the fuck, man? Uh, you don't have to. There's no, there, you know, there's no, the, the, the whole album's not like that. I'm kind of mad at you right now. Some bad shit on there. There's some real bad shit. There's a lot of bad shit. Let, let, let me just put it this way. Let's put it this way. There's no, I, I, I cherry picked that. That's a great entry point into their shit. There's no reason for you to go beyond that if you enjoyed that. But I'm not going to ask you if you did. Because it's fucking badass. <laughs> so that... That was fish. It was. It was. That was fish. And I'm just... You know, what I want to do is... You know, for me, like, it's important to um, be... Be... Uh, as... As... as is um, transparent mm -hmm. about what you've been, what you've been exposed to, and what you've been, what you've responded to. It doesn't matter if it's embarrassing or whatever, or if it's it's anything. That band occupied my life for like four years straight. And I saw really? Them, yeah. No, I saw them live a bunch of times. Um, I got way into their recorded shit. At least the, the the first like three or four albums, um, they they completely um, took me over, and I do understand why people think they suck because they do in so many ways. But good God, when you see them do what they do well live, it doesn't matter what people think or what the general consensus is or whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I will still see them anytime that they're around or that I have the money or whatever because they're incredible. They're so devoted to what they do and they're so fucking good live. Um, but then they also suck. <laughs> they suck. I saw them, I saw them at the Gorge Theater last year or two, two, a year and a half ago with my my old time buddies from high school and grade school and college, whatever, mm -hmm. all the guys I've known forever. We've always dug the same bands. Yeah, kind Gene of, Simmons, Paul Stanley. Yeah, those guys. You yeah. know, the, the guy with the long tongue. I went with him. And, um, and I just remember standing in the crowd and watching this band that I used to uh, just idolize or whatever, love, going, God damn, they so sound so stupid. Like every, and everyone is, is, I looked. At, I just remember looking around, and going, "God, everyone is just like, adore. They just adore this band that is like so, um, shallow in their, you know, in their approach. But then they would play, you know, Talking Heads covers that were so fucking transcendent and amazing, you know, like from Remain in Light or whatever that I couldn't deny them. Right. There's one of those things that make you feel fucking stuck. Like you're like, I, like, it doesn't matter what other people think. I'm not going to defend what I love or what I don't or whatever. No, of course not. You know, 
Um, but I, I knew I had to spring them on you at some point. And, you know, I actually deliberated on which song would be best to do it because some of their shit sounds like fucking children's music where someone dropped acid into the middle of it, you know? Right. Where it's like, it's so fucking dumb sounding and then it's just weird. And Well, th- that's so funny because that track, I was like, okay, so this is like some kind of like 70s, like jazz fusion almost like Frank Zappa right yeah yeah no the further you get into their stuff the worse it gets it's like the earlier stuff it's like when they're when they're and I know this sounds cliche but the earlier you the earlier you start you're like okay I can see how talented they are and unrestrained they are you know what I mean it's like they, they've got a lot of aspirations they've got a lot of vision they've got all these really cool ideas and they can ex- they can do it and their drummer I mean it's kind of weird to say it but their drummer is so good mm-hmm. you know and, the, and you go into it and then the further in the, the further if you continue with them on any sort of capacity you're like oh they should just stop stop you're not good enough you're not good enough. If I could say anything for this band, it would be like, stop, stop <laughs> writing songs, play, but hire a new songwriter and a new singer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone to front you. And you have so much chemistry. They do. They really do. If you see them live, it doesn't matter who you like or who you don't like or whatever. Generally, if you see them live and you kind of ignore all the people around you, they're they're, they are really good. They're really good. And I, I say that with a little bit of shame, like saying, because they're tor- dorky as shit, you know, and they attract kind of a bro culture in a way, yeah. you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. they're, they're really, um, they, they listen really well to each other. They're really good in, um, and, um, uh, uh, they're really good at uh, improv- improvisationalists, and it's just like they're just, I, I don't know. I always feel like I'm like defending myself when I talk about them. <laughs> and yeah. Of course, I am right now, but uh, I, I would love. I, it's one of my little dreams is to take friends of disparate opinions to different shows, and just and just go there, and it doesn't matter what people think. You know, or even what they what they think when they leave. It's just to expose them to the things that I love. You know, or that you love if you have a band uh-huh. that you love. Yep. Just, let's just fucking go, man. Let's check it out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you that's know? what it's about, right? Yeah, like you invited me to that Megadeth show and the Slayer show. Man, I wish I'd gone to that, man, with you. Cause that it, wasn't me. It, well, you talked about a show. You may, maybe you didn't go back at B- BCL where it was like Megadeth and Slayer and something. Oh, maybe, yeah. There was a show where you're like, let's go, chick. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And then I didn't go. And I'm like, I regret that because it's like. I didn't go either, apparently, because I've never seen either of those bands. I, I I got kicked out of a Slayer show once. Okay. But I've never seen Megadeth, never seen Slayer. Okay. But there was a show that came through like, it was like uh, up in Vancouver or whatever. Like the, you know. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. And we were going to go and we thought about it and you thought about it and you, you, we were talking about it and then I guess neither of us went, but whatever. I just love the idea of like taking, I I really want to take summer, my wife to a fish show and then she'll be like, Oh fuck. Cause when you listen to it, it's like, sounds like children's music. It's like, it's so dumb. 
It's like so dumb. It's the dumbest music ever. But then you go to the show and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. When they're on, they're so good. So last year, yeah, I saw, okay, so don't punch me. Sure. I saw Weird Al yeah. at Edgefield. Okay. Did it do it for you? Say what you will about Weird Al, but he has like an amazing band. I'm I sure mean, he does. The band is amazing. And they've been with him since like the early 80s. It's like the same band. No way. Yeah. Like seriously, it's the yeah. same band since the early 80s. So w- when I first introduced my kids to Weird Al, they were way into it. Because they love Michael Jackson, they love Madonna, and it's like, oh, this guy's singing the same songs, but he changes the words. Yeah. So when Weird Al announced that he was touring and at Edgefield, my kids were way into it. Yeah. A couple months later, oh, that guy's just making fun of Michael Jackson and Madonna. It's not cool, man. Like. (laughs) They're just making, like, he's just making fun of these people. You're like, yes. (laughs) Yes, but. (laughs) So I ended up going. Yeah. Of course, I've never seen Weird Al before. Sure. And Weird Al is huge for me. So Edgefield, awesome, awesome venue. And I went and it was kind of, I feel like it was kind of the same thing where, Mm -hmm. It's this dude with, and I mean, Weird Al is an amazing musician, and the people he surrounds himself are like amazing musicians. Mm-hmm. But most of the set is like these silly parodies. So it's like these really, really like virtuosos, but they're they gotta do what they gotta do. They gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah. Um, and it was it was an amazing show, but there was many times where I'm like. Okay, you guys are nailing, and like literally, they're nailing like Gangster's Paradise to Like a Virgin to Michael <laughs> Jackson. Eat like, it. yeah, I mean, it's like it's like one song to another. Like the not just the performance, but the tonality, the instrumentation. Yeah. Like they're nailing it. They can do like a parody of a hip hop song to a blues song to a rock song with like. And costume changes in between. No shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It was crazy good. But at the same time, it, it, you're like, this is like really fucking dorky and fucking yeah, cheesy real. as shit. <laughs> sure. But so good. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of know I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. You know? It's it, it, if I mean, it's harder to excuse for a band like Fish because it's not a parody band. It's a band. <laughs> That is a band band, you know, and the thing about them is, is like they started as a goof. It's uh, it's almost like a goof with the way better um, musical musical knowledge than is is warranted for a goof band. And something I've wished for them that is not realistic is that they actually do hire a lyricist and a singer that can harness their energy in a way that is better than the shit that people just fucking buy into because they suck. You know, it's like they're dumb. You know, I saw them live. Like I saw them live with my friend Josh and it felt like college and I watched them play and, 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 and I thought I'd see them through the same filter that I did when I was that young. And I watched them. I was like, 
I'm older now, and this is dumb. It's dumb. It's yeah. fucking virtuosic. They, or whatever the word is, they are delivering. They fucking nailed it. It doesn't matter. It's just dumb. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. No. They got no, they got no spine. They have no reason to be, you know? And even though they're fucking improvisationally awesome, like give me something that I can grab onto, you know? It's like, yeah. really? Give me know? danger. Yeah, exactly. And I just didn't get that. And I was disappointed by that. But at the same time, I was like, I'm having a good time. Everyone's partying. It's fun. There's this autistic kid in front of me who was like so autistic. He was just spinning in circles and circles. He was like watercoloring, doing a lot of like painting and stuff. Drinking water, drinking water, drinking water. Super artistic. He was spraying perfume on his body every time he, every five spins. He's like, that's hot. Because he had a lot of like sweat and bad smell. Oh. Really? It really was like that, man. I was like, it was like this kid in front of me. It was like this, he, I, I'm sure he toured a fish or something. He had seemed very committed and all he would do is spin and spray perfume on himself. It was, he probably makes a really good living doing that. I want to go. That's the thing is I want to go to a show like that with you. You know what I mean? Like is someone who would, who would we, maybe hate it. We should go see ICP together. Who's that? Insane Clown Posse. Oh yeah, dude, let's go see the fucking jungle. No, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, I haven't, I haven't played the Samarano song yet, though, have I? No, that's at the end, man. That's, we're not done yet. Okay, let's keep going. No, no, okay. we're not done, man. I mean, this, for me, this is all a promo. For me, I'm doing all this work so I can promote my music. I, but you never even gave me a record, so that's not quite. Cool. It doesn't need to be. What are you? 19th century you need to give me a record for me to promote i've got a digital fucking... download for you i don't i don't care about your flack <laughs> don't give me no flack <laughs> okay i'm gonna play you a song that's good you ready for this i'm ready i'm, I'm i've been kind of i mean anemic anemic okay anemic Okay, here we go. Let's try it. Go.
if you don't know what this is, it means you're a pedophile. Definitely pedophile. Boom. Sounds fucking awesome. Norse is Norwegian. Okay. It's Norse. Norse. I got a I got a fucking Swedish man to play you here in a second. Awesome. Everybody on this recording, I have kissed on the mouth and hugged vigorously. Really? Yes, partially clothed. <laughs> oh. Something to look forward to. I thought it would just be like a bologna sandwich. No. No. It's like a mortadella sandwich. This is yeah. <laughs> Partially clothed, kiss yeah. on the mouth. Yeah, chest hair. Yeah. Vinegar. Summer's Eve. Summer's oh no. <laughs> this is fucking cool shit, man. I know, that's why I'm playing it. It sounds a little bit weird playing it from here, but. The Sonics are amazing. Have you heard... Have you heard Dungan? Yes, but I'm... We've talked not about Not to be a dick. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Dunyan. It probably is. I think it is. Yeah. That's fine to be a dick. I don't give a shit. I think it's Dunyan. But yes, I have. Good to God, man. I'm digging their latest album. And I'm Dunyan their latest album a lot. I don't think I've heard it, actually. Dude. It sounds like this, man. I think they got this guy's got a handle on really fucking compressed and perfect production. Compressed is a bad word in some respects, but you know what I mean? Like it's like so I do. clean. So this is actually one of my very best friends in the world. Uh-huh. This is uh, my friend Marius from Norway. Yeah. It's his project called Blexpetal. Yeah. And this is off of his record called Verses. Yeah. That I mastered. It's beautiful, man. And it's a song called Time Rewind that also features my friend Robert Hunter that you may remember from such bands like Occulted Sound. Dude, Occulted Sound, Robert Hunter. It's funny you wanted to play Robert Hunter, though, because... I brought a Robert Hunter song. You did? Who's not the Robert Hunter you know. Oh, different Robert Hunter. Yeah, because you mentioned Robert Hunter earlier, I think. Robert Hunter is the chief lyricist for the Grateful Dead. Yes. It's and, same guy. And I yeah, right. <laughs> and I could not find can I can I can I yeah, yeah. we go uh, I'm, I could not find that was amazing and I love the Colton Sound album actually. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's my friend Marius who um, is now also singing for Sculptured. No shit. Yep. That's this. Uh, Sculptured is the band with um, with uh, um, your drummer, right? And uh, or almost your, correct. Your guitarist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don and myself. Don and yourself. Okay. Yep. I didn't know you guys just still doing stuff. Oh, okay. This band was huge for me in high school. Okay. The bass. Okay, so this band was a Bay Area band that was kind of like they were like. They were completely poised to break, like with Primus and all those bands yeah. in the Bay Area. They all they were about the same time. Like they played shows, with all these people. Like they knew all those people, and just for whatever reason, they just never broke. I'm trying to think who it might be. Once again, not to sound like a dick, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody really knows who these guys are. They're not like, called. They're not called at all. They have a name, though. No. No band name. That was their biggest drawback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, they, had, they got they a band no band name. Yeah. No, they they do. They what had they, they had a few few demos. Okay. Um, one record, that, as I recall, I was... Back in the day, I tape traded with the bass player. The bass player is... N- Bass players now like regard as like one of the world's best bass bass players. Any of them go to San- UC Santa Cruz? Ooh, I don't know. They were from yeah California. Um, okay, I, there was a band. Anyway, I just want to know if it's the same band. No, like, it's not. Probably not. No, it's okay. not. There was a Santa Cruz band that was like in the Primus like. Uh, yeah, what were they called, motherfucker? That's what I'm trying to remember, and I'm hoping if you say something. Okay, else. so the, the bass player he plays like 18 string basses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and I were pen pals for like a long time, like back in the day, like okay. early 90s. Yeah. And this band broke up, like probably 20 some years ago. Yeah. But he still does like solo stuff and he like puts on these clinics. He's got like this like 30 hundred string bass and he plays like this weird shit. Yeah. He plays like Super Mario Brothers and like all these Xbox games on, right. on his bass. It's crazy. No, no. What the fuck is his name? No, no. He plays video games on his bass. While he's playing. No, no, like no, no. He plays video games on his bass. Okay. He doesn't play bass. He plays plays video games on his bass. Sorry. So his bass is plugged into the console. No, no, no. You're not okay. getting it at all. I'm not. No, okay. No, Tell me. No. Explain to me. He Help plays me. Xbox games on his bass. He plays this. No. <laughs> you don't even excited, dude. He's like, <laughs> he plays the song itself? No. I'm I'm fucking with you. Nah. <laughs> He he does he goes like this like this with his bass okay and it's crazy awesome yeah he does this thing on his bass it sounds like this it's it's awesome cool yeah and he, he like plays multiple strings on the yeah. bass yeah no but he has like all these basses that are like like literally like like thirty million strings and he super does, bassy basses 
he he's the dude's amazing. Anyway, yeah. he was my old pen pal. He had this okay. band that I loved. Yeah. And it was kind of like in that San Francisco, like Bay Area, like what the like fuck funk were they called, metal man? type thing. Yeah. Now he just, as far as I know, he just does like the solo shit. But yeah. it's but it, the solo shit is like a bass that nobody's ever heard of before. Okay. That was made by like some weird fucker. That yeah, you know, it's like forty strings and like he 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 doesn't play with a pick or like pluck with his fingers. Yeah, he's one of those guys where. It, it's so many strings that he just like taps all the strings, you know? It, yeah. 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 Anyway, in high school, they were like one of my favorite bands. What the fuck are they called? They only had demos and yeah. I, and there was a San Francisco band that I listened to along with Primus that I really, uh, San, San, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> Santa Cruz band that I loved. That was a Primus fucking group of kind. It's very well could be them. What are they called? If it's not the Deli Creeps, it's, it's not. probably these guys. It's not the Deli Creeps. What's their name? I can't tell you. God damn it. I could find out from my friend Jordan, who was working for uh, Pro Tools. Uh, um forever fuck and he knew those guys and he gave me their tape yeah he, I'm, he, I'm pretty sure these guys have heard of pro tools he has worked he's worked for um who owns pro tools avid avid he worked for avid forever now he works for dolby and their fucking dumb surround sound shit yeah that's weird but he was the guy who was my contact into santa cruz weirdness and it was Santa Cruz, and it was a band called Something. And you're not going to tell me until we're done listening to it. Let's listen to it. Okay. Amazing. Dude. I love it. Yep. I fucking love that voice that he's doing. It. <laughs> so demented. They do a great cover of one. Metallica's oh, one. No shit. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find it. I'm gonna move on to this song here. Do it. Which is kind of like their hit. Mm. 
The nice, nice mouse sounds. Gross. This is the only guy I've ever heard that really rivaled Les Claypool. On bass? Yeah. Okay. You haven't really heard what he can do, but hopefully in a minute. Les is the shit, man. Oh, man. You gotta, you gotta step up if you're gonna contend with that guy. moment. Yep. Here we go. There it is. Damn. That's good shit, man. Continue a little bit here. Going. This is off their demo. Is this the Metallica tune? Yep. That sounds familiar. One? Yep. This is off their demo called Bowling for Midgets. <laughs> about hard panning I don't know what, what's up with that it's just in a room wherever the mic will go <laughs> they're not thinking about it too much I don't think I can remember 
right there. Yep. Here we go. This is their song. Everything's on the fucking weird channel. It's annoying. Panning way over or whatever you mean. Yeah. So anyway, this band. Oh, God. There we go. Damn, that's right in there. This, this song, this song is the shit right here. Yeah. This is good. This is the one I was looking for. Who's this? Listen to that bass player, man. Bass lick coming up. That bass sounds amazing. Yeah. I didn't know what's happening there. This is from 97. Damn. That's so fucking good. It's amazing. So yeah, in the 90s, like, these guys just like... They never were a Primus. They never were a Jane's Addiction. Like, like they're playing shows with those guys. They were yeah. coming up with all those guys, and like, they just for whatever stupid fucking reason, they never broke. What are they called? The band is Nuclear Rabbit. 
shit, man. That's not the one I'm thinking of. There's a San Diego, or a uh, Santa Cruz band that my friend was always sending me back in the 90s. It's not them. Hmm. I'll figure it out. But, like, these guys were, like, on par with all those bands, and they just never did it. But the bass player, his name is Gene Bodine. And he is, like, a world-class instructor. Like, he plays these, you know, like, these basses that have, like, 30 strings. And he's, he has these, like, clinics, instructional videos that are just amazing. But he made it. He's a bassist. Yeah. In the, in the 90s, like, this band for me was so fucking huge. Because they are just, like, a demo band. Yeah. And I just stumbled across them. And, like, nobody knew who they were. I mean, they only had demos. They had yeah. one... Well, they had two records, but they were, you know, self-released. Like, nobody really had them. Yeah. But, yeah, just... Gene Bodine is... He's considered now, like, one of the best bass players. Gene Bodine is his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if, if you Google Gene Bodine, he's got solo records and, like, all this shit. But, like, he's got those, those basses that you, like... Prop in between your legs. Yeah, because is that a bass or is that a fucking piano? Right, and it's, a, it's like thirty yeah. strings, and and he doesn't like pluck it with his fingers. He's like tapping and strumming and shit, and yeah, it's crazy. It's impossible shit. to yeah. fucking trace his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good though. That's a badass. I gotta find out what that Santa Cruz band was. That's badass. Yeah. What's this guy doing now? Pump gas or Church, or yeah. What the fuck he's doing? It's amazing. Yeah. His personality is it. Yeah. This is me. Nuclear Rabbit. Ah, never remember that. They had this classic T-shirt that I I used to have in high school. I had a couple of their shirts, but yeah. their classic one was a it was a white T-shirt with a a bunny head, but it was like Hellraiser. Yeah. Like how Pinhead has like the the nails coming out of his head, but yeah. it was a bunny head, but with sporks <laughs> coming out of its head. Nice, dude. Yeah, it was great. Runcible spoons. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I just, right. watched, I just watched Hellraiser 2 the other night. I've been trying to get my kids to watch that, and they're just... Two or one or whatever. Uh, Either one. Two or one. Two is fucking off the rails weird. I mean, it sucks, but it's... No, it's great. 
two is great. Two is I love great. Two. No, two is cool shit, but it's like Clive Barker given all the budget he needs to. So, Primus. Yeah. Early mid nineties superstar alternative. Yeah. Bay Area. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay. So here here is the link that a lot of people don't know about, especially in my area. Yeah. Larry Lalonde. The guitarist. The, the guitarist of Primus. The Andy Summers of the Primus. He was the guitarist for Possessed, which is one of the first death metal bands oh, to shit. ever exist. No way. Yes. Okay. So Larry Lalonde went from Possessed to Primus, which is like going from that side of the room to the side of the room. Pretty big change. Huge change. Yeah. So it's such a big change that people have a hard time, like, really like accepting it or conceptualizing it. You know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. when people say, like, "Oh, the dude from Possessed is prime." Like, they're like, "No, wait. Uh, how does that? Uh, how yeah. does that correlate? Does not compute. Does not compute." Same like with uh, when Bruharia came out. It's like, "Oh, that's the bassist from Faith No More." Like, no, like they're like this fucking like heavy ass like grindcore band like how can the guy from faith no more it's like no like it's yeah. all related you yeah. know like everybody's we're all in it together basically but yeah the dude from primus was in one of the very first quote unquote death metal bands yeah yeah that's crazy so we are going to listen to a little bit possessed bring it Larry Lalonde from Primus. Pre-Primus. Pre-Primus? Yeah. And not many people know that Les Claypool, before he was in Primus, he was in a band called Blind Illusion Hmm. that was a fucking, like, super hardcore thrash band. No way. But he played bass like a fucking maniac in that, too. Of course he did. But just, like, fucking hardcore thrash. He had to play along with everyone else, just yep. not take control. He's a, such a fucking amazing bassist. No. Ah. Yep. Good lord. Larry Lalonde on guitar. So yeah, that was literally the lawn before Primus. That's fucking amazing. And then here, this is I play some Blind Illusion. Less Blind Claypool. Melon? <laughs> no, Less Claypool before Primus. Before Blind Melon, I saw Blind Melon warm up for uh, Pearl Jam. Warm up for. Oh yeah. Neil Young. My old friend 
uh, found... What's the dude's name? Uh, from... From Bon Melon? Yeah, the dude that died? Yeah, dead guy. Dead... Yeah. Dead blonde guy. Dead... 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 Dead Melon? Frank. Dead... Dead Frank Melon. Wang, uh, Wang, some, Wang. He, had, he had a ridiculous name, like Wang, hell, ha, Wang, Wang, man. Okay, no, like hello everybody. I'm on Tang, Jason Hoon or something like that. Um, oh, Hoon, Hoon, Shannon, yeah. Shannon, Shannon Hoon. Okay. So my like Wang man better, video. but Shannon Hoon will work. Um, my old friend. Uh, wait, what is this bullshit? Say I'm trying to play. Was, uh, okay, somebody's. Doing bullshit there. Um, my old friend that used to be one of the engineers for the Beastie Boys. Yeah. He toured with Blind Melon and he is the one that found Shannon Hoon dead. No shit. Yeah. Heroin. Yeah. Donk. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Good I was Lord. around the same time Mama. I had this stupid project in Minneapolis and we were recording with him. Hoon. No, not with Hoon. But Engineer. With the Dave Pinsky is his name. Okay. And he was like one of the main engineers for Beastie Boys. And yeah. he was recording us as well. Cool. And around the same time, Blind Melon was on tour and he was the dude that found him dead. Brutal. This is my shit in high school right here. Oh, yeah. Let's do Nike New Jack Hoon. Oh, this is a good song. Time's up. First Time's song. up. This one's drums. Boxy. Totally boxy. Corey Feldman on vocals. Yeah. Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh, sorry. Danny Glover on vocals. Corey Glover. Uh, this shit blew my mind when I was a kid, though, man. Fuck. This is the best, better song. You know what's better? What? King's X. King's X, man, they're fucking shit. I got a bunch of King's X. Faith, Hope, Love. Yeah, that's a great album. Check this out, though. New Jack theme. This song. You can turn it up over there. Listen to Vernon Reed, man. Vernon Reed is his shit. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. He's my favorite black metal guitarist. <laughs> I love black metal. The living color always made me happy. Danny Glover on vocals. You might remember him from such movies as Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, that's right, baby. With a fucking, uh, what's the, the shit he wore? The, uh... Gloves? Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny Glover? Yeah, gloves. Gloved all over him. I was way into this band called Tackhead um, in high school. Um, they were a New York like industrial 
Vernon Reed, man. Dance hall music. Oh, yeah, I love that. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. It's good. Play dance hall music. Here we go. This is my high school shit. Go. Assholes. You know, music goes good with preaching. Let me talk to you. I'm not saying this. I'm not just speaking. I'm telling you like it is. I know God has blessed me. I know God can bless you. How much money am I going to send you, preacher? It's up to you. So this is Vernon Reed? Uh, it's not. It's actually uh, Doug Wimbosh is the bassist for Tackhead. I, I don't know what I've done here. I fucked it up completely. Oh yeah, you fucked it up. Stop this, whatever it is. It's horrible. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Stop. Help me. <laughs> Do you know how to work this thing? Thank you. <laughs> All right. So. I got one. I got one. On. Lead us out with one of your songs. Titled. With. Ending. And wow. You're a really great typist. And on. <laughs> Entitled with. Summer. Oh no. Boom. There you go. Planes. All right. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Oh. Where's the button? Right here. Oh. Boom. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, scroll down. Scroll. Planes by Summerono. That's the that's the album. That's a Portland artist who did that. And so, right over where we mix it. Um, I don't see any albums though, or the songs. Boom. Let's go back. Let's go back. 
back. Bandcamp. Boom. Boom. Ba. Boom. Ba. Swirling. There you go. Okay, let's go down to. Fuck you. Untitled with a nick. It's my friend, Sarah. Yeah. From the band Ages and Ages, who I grew up with. It was my friend in high school and, and middle school. And I, she teaches salsa dancing in Portland. Mm -hmm. And she's a great singer. And she does the singing on the song. And Eric did most of the uh, uh, arrangements. And I did all the lyrics and some of the melody working with Sarah. It was fun. This is the best song on the album as far as I'm concerned. Here we go. Thank you. 